0: This is Eugene, and I'm one-third of the brand-new podcast, Woke From Home. Please check us out on all streaming platforms, including the ones that arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Now let's start the show.
1: Episode 2, we we haven't got canceled yet. (laughs) I (laughs) know.
2: surprised people uh, actually listening to this the reception that, has been has been very positive
1: it has I, been I, I,
2: yeah
1: i was very happy to, to to get the feedback that we got all you listeners thank you so much for the instagram yeah. notes the texts, everything so appreciate the support um but yeah uh, a lot has happened since we last talked
0: huh yeah it has you know uh I was gonna. I was just gonna say. I just past weekend, I was. I mean, I was in uh, Steamboat, Colorado, with uh, one of my good friends with and my brother,
1: wife. Yeah, with my
0: wife. <laughs> 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 one of my uh, good, good longtime friends and his girlfriend. His girlfriend uh, wanted to do a road trip for our birthday, so we went went to Colorado. He never been there before. Uh, oh, the,
2: I didn't I, realize you
1: guys
0: drove. Yeah, it was fourteen hours. You know, so. Uh, Ugh.
1: Yeah, hey, some people not flying during uh, COVID. Yeah, uh, everybody, not, everybody not reckless like you, Toyin. I haven't <laughs> flown anywhere, but I'm about okay. to. <laughs>
2: so listen, my homeboy went to Mexico uh, this past week, and I was seeing those views, and I was like, you know, if I perish, I perish.
0: <laughs> it's funny you said that. I saw a homeboy. I had a, a homeboy. His his white dad went to Mexico two weekends ago for a wedding. So I mean. Made it back.
2: Clearly, Mexico ain't <laughs> shut down. Um, ain't no under 10 people regulations over there.
1: I know we're we we know we're, we're going to talk about uh how we're coping for during COVID and quarantine. It sounds like y'all trying to break
0: it now. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, man. We we're very careful. So it was crazy because when we went out there, I mean, there's not really too many people out there. There's only a town of like 20,000. And you know we didn't really see no black people.
2: That's twenty thousand chances to get COVID.
0: That's true, <laughs> but I mean we, we were walking with masks everywhere. Pretty much everybody had masks everywhere, even though they said they've only had like maybe fifty cases. Okay, yeah, they, they got
1: mean, fifty cases at my Kroger down here, so hey, good. Man.
0: Yeah, and they that said might be the time to go then. And they said that out of the fifty-six people died, and they're all in the same nursing home. So no, okay, they're they're living kind of carefree out there.
1: Man, I I can't even remember how it feels like to not think about any of this shit. Like, like you're talking about that carefree? It's like, bro, everywhere you go, like, you're, it's just, who's wearing a mask? Who's not? Who's touching hey. their face? Hey. Who's not? Hey, who's
0: awesome? We were still on high alert. Uh, regardless, even if people were masked up, anytime I saw somebody even walk near us, even when we are outside, uh, when we are hiking, I— that joint on i wasn't even trying to i wasn't even trying to entertain it not even not even risking it um speaking about
1: entertainment your uh your redskins not my podcast
0: hey (laughs) they must have heard us because uh they must have heard it
1: because that name got got changed quickly
0: yeah now they're just washington right now
1: (laughs) it's it's wild man um so, obviously, you know, you get the pressure from FedEx and Nike and and money talks, but hey. I didn't expect for it to talk that swiftly, bruh. Hey. hey, Listen,
2: money, money that big, that's big bag money when we talk about Nike. Hey.
1: Yeah, bruh, FedEx said it was going to be $40 million if they uh, took their names off the, uh, off the stadium. Off the stadium, yeah. Ooh. Yeesh. Listen, bruh, I'm, I don't know how strong your racism is, but... <laughs> <laughs> It can't be 40 million dollars. Listen,
2: <laughs> I don't know anybody who's <laughs> listen.
1: Oh man. Uh what else happened? Um uh I don't know if you saw this uh uh gene, but uh entanglement
0: into <laughs> <entered>
2: the... <laughs> <That red laughs> the
0: lexicon, oh, bro. <laughs> that, that red oh. tabletop was wi- wild. And uh, really- Hey, we were catching some of on the road trip, man. This stuff was mad wild. I mean, I mean,
2: I mean, honestly, if she was if she was gonna get on there and say that, she shouldn't have she shouldn't have said anything. Like, explained herself because I really feel like she didn't explain anything at all.
0: No, she will had to beat it out of her. Like, it was almost like. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just doing this because I mean, I, I blast other people on here, so I got at least, at least yeah, got to put it out there, But then gotta she didn't get, put herself all the way out there. Like, you
2: got, I mean, you got to give it to her for having that, at least that bit of integrity of bringing herself to the red table. But she didn't keep it all the way 100 nah, or two man. Virgils. She ain't the two Virgils out here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, so wild, they had, they said something like 12 million people tuned in. I bet so, they uh, did. But but so so look so I'm I'm just just wrapping my mind, bro. That's like NBA on ABC numbers, bro, on a Sunday but, afternoon.
0: Yeah, or Saturday evening
1: on a Saturday night primetime, listening to Jada and Will talk about this.
2: Because so many people that that was relationship goals for them. They were like, oh, a black marriage that's lasted a long time. Will and Jada. So I think a lot of people are like, let's see if what's what's going on here.
1: But uh All right, so, to, so so to the listeners who didn't know what's going on, Tony, can you can you give a, a one-minute summary so people ain't lost? Not be we want people to go back and Google this red, red table talk.
2: Well, basically, you know, if you've heard about the news with August Alcina and how he did his his um interview with Angela Yee from the Breakfast Club and he talked about, he touched on the Jada. Issue because there was rumors swirling for a while that they were involved with each other romantically. And uh, basically, he addressed it by saying that he was in love with her, that it was a relationship. Uh, He was in love. He even said, You know, if I never love again, you know, I've loved enough for my whole life, basically. Um, And he said that uh, he got Will's permission. So Will knew what was going on, that it wasn't hidden uh, from the family. And that he's not a homewrecker. I think he really wanted people to know that he wasn't intruding on their marriage or their relationship with each other. And so, you know, people were calling to Jada to comment. And so she finally brought herself to the red table to address those claims. And um her response was, We were not in a relationship, it was an entanglement.
1: Jesus Christ. Uh, so I even,
2: <laughs> yeah
1: I, w- I wish that word been in the lexicon or, uh, hey. back in my backsliding days hey. <laughs>
2: hey.
1: I, just wanna say, of- I just want to say
2: i just want to say to all my ladies out there please stay away from entanglement
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's not your man You. Uh,
0: okay? hey i mean Everybody
1: needs to get entangled every now
2: and again, though.
0: Hey, I, I mean, yeah.
1: You know.
2: Sounds like a situationship, but disrespect on top. So it's like you take a situationship and then slap the person, now it's an entanglement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, uh,
0: I mean, it didn't really, I mean, shoot. I mean, August, it sounded like he was just knocking the bottom out that joint in uh, a... <laughs> He didn't. He. I mean, he didn't know how to handle himself. I don't was know like, about all
2: that. He seemed like he was really in love. That's I mean, the.
0: That's what I'm getting to. Like, it must have been that good that he was just like, "Hey, let, let's get Will out of this picture. Let's make it a, a, a us two. And she was like, "What? You ain't even bringing in <laughs> the bread. He's bringing in." So. Uh, you know, so, nah. you know what's
1: so wild about that is that I mean, there's a there's a conversation to be had about how a lot of like just just black boys. Just like lose their sexuality or get their sexuality, like the first time they're introduced to it is from an older Yeah, woman. we need yeah, to man. talk
2: about that because yeah, that, well, like, cool.
1: that is sexual abuse. it's one that's almost never talked 100, about because, like, hundred percent, it's like, yeah. yo, it's cool, you know what I mean? You got this older lady, blah 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 blah. But it's like, yo, man, your mind is just like these. <laughs> there's a lot of predator. Ness, Jay, yeah, in this, definitely. in this in this
0: entanglement situation yeah, it's, because well, well it was crazy just started cutting you off, but it was just crazy that um they the first thing they let off with was his mental issues and what he was right. going through. Right. So if you know this dude is sick or whatnot, you how does how does he how did you how did Jada be like, Hey, uh, you know, we just wanted to really help him. He was really sick, he was down and out, and all of a sudden. You know his dick is in my mouth and all this other stuff. Oh
2: like, my gosh!
1: How it's we- like, bro, how how is that? How is that helping the situation? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, uh, to
2: be to be honest though, I think it's not really fair to put Jada in the same category as you know the women that. No, pray. no, that's right on kids or younger on men that are, you know, not even of consenting age because it was a consensual situation, not situations sorry, entanglement. It was a consensual (laughs) entanglement. But I do think there's something to be said about, you know, kind of getting off on fixing people. And I think that's Jada's, that was her state of mind in that situation.
0: She
2: was, I'm just saying, I'm just saying she was in a situation because both Will and her said that they admitted that they were ready to call it quits. So she was in a situation with her husband where she was a broke, she was broken. Their relationship was broken and she couldn't fix that. And then here comes August, this guy who's impressionable. He needs her help. She's able to help him. She's actually impacting his life in a positive way. And then, and then you could get, you can get off on that little bit of worship where somebody is like, death really needs you is it right no should you be able to recognize that that's a fo- that can be a form of manipulation sure but i'm sure that was what was happening there so i'm not down with it because it's like he was in a vulnerable situation um but she basically skirted around saying that by saying well i was broken and we were just broken together they were like trauma bonding
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that happens man Yeah, it was 12 minutes of shame from Jake. <laughs> She couldn't even, well, she, like, she said they healed from it and grown from it, but she couldn't even bring herself to say what it really was. It had to, your husband had to say it? Come on, bro. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, what? I, I just, I, I think the, the main reason that, I don't know, like, the, the reason why I, I normally don't get caught up in, in this shit, right, but this situation is kind of different because, like, they've been in our lives for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they've been held up, just like you said earlier, as, like, this model Black family, right? So, you know, we have we have like a connection with this with this couple, but we've known since ninety five that Tupac was the one, bro. Will's been, <laughs> been chasing a ghost, bro, bro. To
2: be fair, I will say this because I saw a lot of comments on the social media of people talking about. Oh, how could she do this to Will? I feel so disrespected. Like Will ain't step outside the marriage.
0: Hey, man, this is this has nothing to do with the situation currently.
2: I'm not saying <laughs> that. I'm, I'm just saying that they both have they both have been in a they both been in a marriage that doesn't match our traditional definitions of the marriage commitment as we know it as defined by you know this society in that mm-hmm. you're with one person you're only with that partner that's not been their relationship as far as we know so uh, that this was a, a, a case robot. of mind your own business but you did see the hurt in his eyes
0: Yeah, bro, uh, what? Bro, did I, you, the first you know, thing the he hurting. said the first thing he said was like so jada what happened tell us <laughs> no
2: but I think, that, I think that it's painful i think that for him it's like obviously this happened years ago right And he already knew, he was, he was aware, he was aware that it happened. Right. So, especially because this man used to hang out with their family, like they was thick as thieves. So he was aware this was happening. I think the, the, for Will, it's like the, the embarrassment of having to go through it and hash it out in front of millions of people and readdress something that you already have addressed and moved on from, allegedly,
0: Allegedly, allegedly, yes. He, I mean, he had to be cool with the the living, big man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: tough, uh, man. I can't. I cannot <laughs> with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh man, people are just moving but different. Yeah, More man. power
2: to Jada for oh for subverting a situation that women normally find themselves in, where the man is the one that has the very public indiscretion. That's true. Girl has to be apologetic and forgiving, or stand up and fight for their partner. That's it's true. Nice to see, it's it's a different narrative, and I'm and the smoke, you know, is not necessarily the same.
1: No, that's true. Hashtag no. uh, bad marriage for life. Yeah. The smoke yeah. is not
2: the same for Jada versus somebody else. So. No,
1: no, that's true. That's
0: true. Uh, that's but true. I do have one question for y'all. I had thought about this before we uh, jumped on the pod. Uh, I think y'all saw what I said. What type of music would you put on your entanglement playlist? <laughs> yeah.
2: I already know. Mine would be Mine would be. Can't, you, can't Leave You Alone by Fabulous.
1: Can't <laughs> leave
2: <laughs> you alone. No, i living but I can't let you go.
0: Is that the only one you got?
2: That's the only thing that came to my mind. Right. You only gave me like, a one
0: minute notice. Hey man, hey. Go, see, I, go, I, in, go ahead and shoot a song. I got I like that oh. I did it. <laughs> how how
1: somebody got an entanglement playlist is beyond me. Hey. But uh, I um, let me think. Uh, Joe, uh, do all the things your man won't do, like <laughs> <August>. <laughs> baby. I wanna I do you yeah
0: all that. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I think that Will should have hit her with that end of the road. <laughs> oh, to <don't
0: you> <laughs> the end. Yeah, man. It's,
1: tough. Oh. It's, tough. it's tough. What you got?
0: All right, so my first one that came off top was "Same Girl" by Art Kelly and Usher. <laughs> Same girl.
1: <laughs> Same
0: girl. Oh man. Then uh, the next two, ju- and then the next two the next two, just rang off also by Usher it was "You You Make Me Wanna." And
1: confessions
0: part one and part two, just in case he, there might be a side baby involved. Oh, uh, what?
2: There can't be no side <laughs> baby. I <can't>, I, <laughs> only, only one of them can have a baby. He hey. can't be no side baby.
1: Hey, Usher I, hey. I should, I should gets on that uh, part one and he's like, what? <laughs>
0: Say that again. <laughs> Put down everything when he puts up on in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man! All right. Um, now I got uh, "Part Time Lover" by Stevie Wonder. Okay. Um, Dilemma I'm a, by Nelly. I'm, a,
1: I'm, a, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna make a confession. Mm, okay. Stevie Wonder don't slap like that to me.
0: He don't. But regardless wait this, wait this might me. be on the playlist
2: are you guys talking about just the specific song or stevie and
0: yes me? i'm talking about the specific song but okay. he, I think he might rest. be he might be talking about stevie period which would make sense excuse me hey i'm you just saying uh, we're about to we're about to lose all our hey, sponsors hey, <laughs> hey man hey hey hey.
2: yeah what okay
0: we, we can Everyone talk about that another day yeah i'm, I mean, I'm we we an old
2: soul you okay. tell me. I'm You're an right.
1: old soul, too. There's a whole generation of, of listen, I can listen to Prince, Temptations. Uh, Stevie uh, OJ is great. Red, uh,
2: Stevie has. Redden,
1: the Supreme, Stevie has, all of them.
2: Stevie has some jams. Um, the boy can write
1: a song, but uh, his songs are always better to me when somebody else is singing them. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> moving on.
2: You just right. don't talk about that man like that. He lied.
1: hey. hey, hey Settle down.
0: All right, so I got "Dilemma" by Nelly and and, Ar- and and Kelly Rowland. I got "My Little Secret" and who oh, can I run you're to? My okay, and That's who can I one. run to? That's by a extent. good one. That's how we I got "Feenin" by Jodeci. You
2: really got a lot of songs, Jodeci. You you're really, you really that, was, that was a lot- that was hey. a long car ride excuse, from... Uh, excuse me, uh, excuse
0: hey, me, These songs popped up in my head, like, excuse right me, away.
2: Excuse me, Gennett. What, ha- what did you do in your past life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, I, I mean, you know, I, I was chilling, you know. I was minding my own business. Not
2: like you've been around the uh, block so. nah,
0: Hey, man, nah. this man has had to
1: make a lot of uh, entanglement tracks. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> uh, hey,
0: Look, I'm, a, I'm a slow gym stop. Uh, I'm an R&B guy, man, so. Making them hey, little
2: mixtapes hey. with your
1: little
2: uh, hey. de- uh, CD burner. Hey,
0: maybe
1: man, about, to, one maybe of my, my best friends. a mix and, for and Brianna. I- hey, man. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I guess that gets us back to a serious note because while we talk about entanglements and whatnot, her killers are still free, and that's bullshit,
0: man. It is bullshit. It is, actually. They needed to entangle those guys, man.
1: <laughs> Listen, uh, are you going through the list? Because I have one more thought on this Breonna Taylor situation.
0: I got two more songs, and then we can touch on it. <laughs> All right, so uh, one of the other songs was The Weekend by Scissor.
2: Okay, I thought about that.
0: And In My Bed by Drew Hill. No, nah, that's a classic. Hey. That's a
1: class. And that one was literal, right? Because this man was living in that <laughs> yeah.
2: house.
0: This man. Man was living in this house. Hey man, I just see that scene on Baby Boy, uh, him in the kitchen with the apron uh, assed out, cooking eggs, man. <laughs> that's all I see. Jody? <laughs> yeah. it's tough.
1: Um, but now nah, back to the this whole Brianna, this whole Brianna Taylor situation. Like just kind of thinking about how. You know, the country was burning uh, for George Floyd. You know, um, and maybe there's another conversation to be had about this, but things were burning and the streets were streets were hot uh, for this man. And what happened? They got you know they arrested the dudes yeah. fairly quickly. Like like a uh, protest worked in that situation. And I don't know if it's because we're it, we're not talking about it. We're not. I, I actually have no idea. Like I can't. Put it might finger on
0: it. it it might be easy- it just might be because she's a woman it might be as simple as that, yeah sad. I mean, you know,
2: it's easier to be apathetic about things that happen to women in this country. it really is,
0: yeah
1: and yeah. black and then black women is a whole other animal it's a whole other situation, man like remember Malcolm X said this uh he said it once, man, like there's nobody more disrespected by by this country than the than the black woman in, we're seeing that uh yeah. i think in the way that this situation is kind of fading in and out of the, the consciousness
0: yeah you're right um we just are supposed so. to assume since the black woman is the your rock in one's family they just assume that they can handle any and everything that comes with 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 their job of being a black woman and i mean as a black man i mean we've heard this narrative that we need to do better in protecting our black women. This is a this is a case right here. Like we need to be louder for her yeah. than than him. Like we the ball's already started rolling for for George. We need to still give him our energy, but we need to point that towards we need to pour more energy towards Breonna Taylor. Uh as you can see that nothing's really nothing's really happened. I mean you got the AG's living it up like and he's a yeah, whole Yeah he black was man. And he was
2: on vacation.
1: But, that dude was what, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I I kind of like strike it back to I don't know if y'all watched the uh the Chappelle special.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so what, so when that when so when that thing dropped, I thought that it was one of the best things I've ever heard in my life, like honestly. Like for a dude who was basically freestyling a comedy set, but it really wasn't comedy mm-hmm. and just like sharing his thoughts. Um
0: yeah. it reminded me it of was, Paul Mooney.
1: Paul Mooney does d- d- that. Yeah. But then, like you know, you you get off you you get off and you you know you go and see see how other people are responding to it, and it's like I mean the first thing that I saw when I opened up Twitter was just like so he didn't even mention uh, he didn't mention any woman, uh, but particularly Breonna Taylor who you know what I mean like those situations yeah. should have been linked, and like his his mind or his life experience or whatever the case may be didn't even allow him to to even mention her name, and I think that. You know that speaks to this larger problem that that Toyn was talking about. That like our our brain, like we just don't think about Black women. We just don't think about them. This society doesn't think about them.
0: Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Um Like Louisville should
1: be burning right now. Not that I'm I'm not a proponent <laughs> for, for for the burning. <laughs> yeah, the, but, 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 if, but it But be, the outrage,
2: be, right? There yeah, should be yeah the rage. There yeah. should be a greater outrage. And I mean, I have friends who on their socials they post every day, like religiously, about. Breonna Taylor. Um, but it's just you're not seeing that the the same, you know, energy that you saw in the streets in, you know, in the fundraising and, and things like that. Not to say that things people aren't trying, but um, it's just the energy is not the same. And it's not that um, necessarily I think, oh, there should be, there should be, it should be more energy for someone like Brianna Taylor than George Floyd. But it should at least be the same. And I mean, we've seen this type of violence by you know police against women i mean they we can go all the way back to sandra bland and other people before her and that was the name i heard i mean sandra bland's sister made a whole like documentary about her about her life about her message the messages that she was sharing and what she was talking about about systemic racism and injustice and how she you know met her demise at the hand of police and you know what's happening you know but it's so easy, I mean, for people to continue to talk about men uh, and leave women out of the conversation, um, and that's literally because of patriarchy.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. even
2: as a black man, even though black men are at risk in this country, they are still there's still some some level of safety for a black man for him to reside in, and for black women, there's really no there's no fallback because for for black men, the fallback is black women.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah.
2: So right. for black women, we're out here catching ourselves all the time. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's wild that you say that because, like, even you know, thinking about the Black Lives Matter movement, like that—that that was a, uh, an organization that was started by by women, right? Like, yeah. um, leadership is 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 women, and and you know, like the 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 voices, like the black woman, amplifies the stories of. Of of the black experience and and yeah, it's uh it's definitely something that that we as a as a black people um just like worldwide really right like this is something that is is the same here in the states in the Caribbean in the motherland like in Europe like the story is still is still the same right the the black woman is is often maligned but her she's the one who's telling the stories of the movement and we need to listen we need to to listen listen and protect yeah and protect sorry, and you know what that and that's the, that's the problem that's the other problem that i that I always have right like i always i always think about what it is that you know that they're doing for us right and i'm never just like you just finished that sentence like i it takes me a second to think about you know what my responsibility or my role is or what I can do you know on the flip side it's it's like it's a it's a mind shift that has to happen uh for me as well,
2: yeah, and I think you know there are definitely ways to get involved in the in the civic space, right? And we're talking about matters of things that are matters of policy and um of things that are that have to do with legality and what's allowed in our cities and our states and our country, right? Um, from a political aspect, like there's all these activities that we can be involved in outside of voting um, that people were doing and are doing, you know, volunteering with grassroots movements and um, city organizers and all these kind of things that people were doing. Um, and more people were kind of given the call to action to do when George Floyd, um, the George Floyd situation happened and with Breonna Taylor. And I think everybody needs to be involved in that in whatever way is their way to be an activist. Right. Um, and I think that we can all do that, but I think something that is really important that we don't talk about enough, um, among men is, you know, you talked about listening, but it's also about kind of taking, drawing a line in the sand of like, what is, what are we not going to allow any further or any longer when we talk about Black women as men? Like when your homeboys are sitting around and there's no women there, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to say? Like, I'm not going to allow this type of language or this type of treatment of women around me, because all of that breeds an attitude where no, that's right. black women are invisible and their pain is invisible.
0: No, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, you can unconsciously, well, let me not, let me go back. So you could be sitting around like with your boys, like talk about, Oh yeah, I did this with her and I did that and just essentially belittle her But right. unconsciously at the same time, you can see some, some, some effed up maybe as simple as, like uh, somebody skipping a woman in the line or something just because they're a man and that's a woman, you can show yourself and just be like, nah, you can't, you can't do this to, to, to her just because she's a black woman. Or she's a woman. Like right. even something as simple as that we can, you can do better in, but. I mean, Definitely.
1: I, I think one, one thing uh, to, to your point, one thing that kind of, I think like in this, I'm not going to say our generation, but kind of like in, in this decade, Right is uh like the the awareness of language right and the power of language and and the power of like what it is that we're saying. like I saw this most evidently with the R. Kelly situation and just like how we kind of how people just like talked about it, right and how as we uh, you know as the decades progress, like there's a there's a, a ton of people I can only speak for myself, but like that's not even a conversation that happens now, right like where you have to kind of show somebody why this was fucked up you know, why, like, why, like, we need, like, this is the sort of behavior that we're talking about, uh, because, like, for, and I'm sure it's still happening, but people will defend predators to death. Man. Bruh, like, people, like, I don't understand that.
0: Like, it it was yourself. I don't understand. Like, you're the one who's
1: being accused, like, bro, Aura don't know you, bro. Like, you don't know you. There's no reason for you to put yourself out here, like, this, defending this bullshit, man. Like, but then if you're going to defend somebody who's like so obviously in the wrong then what are you doing in the situations where there's a gray area, right? Yeah. Where where the, where the area is not so black and white as simple as this situation is. So yeah, uh, you know, I think I think we're progressing, but yeah, you know, it's not not fast enough and and uh yeah, I guess we could could all do more.
2: Yeah, that's I mean, that's what work from home is all about, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> There's there's space, right? I think this is part of the process is understanding and people being more, I mean, I mean, women are saying, I think black women have been saying the same thing forever, right. but right. people, people are listening. Like the fact that we're having this conversation right now is to sh- goes to show that people, people mm-hmm. are listening. I mean, from what I've been seeing on different platforms and just different conversations I'm just having with, you know, male friends and different things like that. It's, it's definitely like, people are starting to, to clock like, or to understand like, there is something here that's, it's a, it's a different burden. It's a heavier burden right. that right. Black women are carrying.
0: Oh,
1: man, this would be a good time for commercial break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you ever wanted to get some fresh fish, go to Lake Varnell Hill. The food is delicious. You eat what you kill their slogan goes as fry it diet lay it to the side red beans and gravy we ain't too lazy now back to the pod
1: now, because you know I, but but uh, on, on a serious level like one one of the I, one of the things that i was thinking about was um, you know we talk about like police brutality and just like how it's like you know like it's something that black men feel right like it's and it affects the whole community like one one thing and i i forget the girl's name but she just died uh giving childbirth uh, uh she was a youtube star and um that just brings up this whole other conversation Bro, right about oh, about yeah. black women and 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 just the medical treatment of of, of them right and just yeah. how like orders of magnitude more uh, fatalities in childbirth just because you're black, you just walk in as a black woman and your chances of dying in childbirth. Yeah, is and it's literally,
2: it is literally because of this strong black woman narrative. That is the reason, literally doctors, people that went to school for 10 years, actually think that, oh, the threshold for pain or the threshold, uh, the threshold of pain for black women is much higher than, than women of other races. When they're saying that they're in pain or whatever, they tend to not believe them because they're like, yo, you, I mean, they're they're strong. Right. Black women, there's kind of this narrative of like, yeah, Black women are like these workhorses that are just, it's just like, for me, it's very reminiscent of something from slavery of like this idea that like Black people are just can be in the sun and in the fields and they're just, Boy, you know, so they strong. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. They, ex- they got
0: extra muscle so they jump exactly. high. Exactly.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's absolutely crazy. Like that. Yeah. Absolutely th-
0: crazy. We need to get rid of the word strong when it talks about Black women. I think that's the, I think that's the issue. Shouldn't, we need, you just need to use a different adjective. It could just be. it's It's
1: not like the compliment that you think that it is when you say when you say it um i mean even just think about like serena williams brad like serena fucking williams almost died you know Mm -hmm. and this is you know what i mean and this is again because she's serena williams right like so when someone when she says that this hurts it's like nah come on man you're serena of course it doesn't hurt
2: if you think about the economic implications of that like the socioeconomic implications of that is like serena is as rich as she is, you know that she didn't have some doctor that just started practicing yesterday, you know, delivering her baby. She probably had seasoned people on her team, gave birth at a very good hospital, the best money can buy, and was still subjected to this type of treatment. So imagine for the thousands of women that are not in that position and what they experience at the hands of, you know, the medical community.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my mom's been a nurse for 30 plus years and she... She, she would tell you, don't go. I remember when my sister was giving her first birth, I remember vi- I remember very clearly whenever the hospital was like, oh, yeah, you, you need to give you epidural and this and that. And my mom was like, no, she's going to do a natural. Uh, because she don't tr- I mean, she's been around it so long, she just don't trust. She don't trust the hospital. And that that's why like, for somebody that's been in the hospital system for that long. And she's just like, she don't go unless she absolutely has to or wouldn't even advise you taking medicine from the place. That's crazy
1: that is crazy man but then when you've been subjected to that kind of you know when we start talking about like systemic uh racism and and how you know these are sort these are the sort of stories or or situations that if you haven't been a part of it like when we're talking about it it sounds crazy you know what i mean yeah Yeah. but then but and 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 but it's not right it's real like these are real people that you know that we know that we we hear their stories i mean my, my my sister when she was giving birth the first time it was it was amazing. Bro, I was on the golf course just chilling. I got that text message that, yo, you need to drive down to Austin. Bro, I was, I, I, I've never felt so scared in my life. And this is supposed to be, like, the best day of our, you know, in, yeah. in, the, in yeah. the family situation. It's true, and it's yeah. just, and it's, and it's scary, right? But, you know, these are the things that we have to, to break, man. And, you know, Black women have broken it by becoming doctors. <laughs> They've just been like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to med school, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um which is sad that it has to come to that, but I mean that's where we are,
2: yeah, so I mean the it it's just something that is it's gonna take time to change, but in the meantime, I think that's why it's really important and I actually have a friend who has a a non profit that she started that is all about educating women about their options um, she's a doula uh which is like a Uh, consultant that works with pregnant women and advocates for their rights uh, when they're giving birth. Uh, And so she's created this whole organization about trying to make sure that women are aware of their, their rights, they understand um, how to advocate for themselves and to have people to advocate for them when they're in a situation like childbirth where you may be in and out of consciousness from blood loss or you know right. from pain and different things like that to be able to advocate right. for themselves. But I think it's also something that men should learn about too. It shouldn't just be on women to right. know about you know what their rights are and what um, they should be able to, to have or to do, um, in the, when they're with working with doctors or in the, with, um, healthcare professionals, you know, men should also advocate, be there to advocate for other black women, um, right. as well, when they're going through that, whether it's a, you know, baby father situation or not, obviously, if you're bringing a child into this world with a woman, you should do your due diligence to protect and advocate for her, but just as a friend, you know, as a friend, as a support system, as a
0: community, right? right? So, right. No, That's just real. to go back, I remember uh, looking at a, at an IG video, and it was a woman. She was videotaping uh, her in the, in the hospital bed. She was pregnant. I think she was in the progress of giving birth, and the doctor was in there trying to give her some kind of medicine, and she was saying no, and they were just like, no, you need to take it. And it was like three or four staff in the room, and they were just like, no, you're going to take this. Either you're going to do it without being restrained, or we're going to hold you down, and we're going to give you this this medicine. And at the end of the video is her saying, all right, well, I'm going to sue y'all. Y'all are sticking me with this medicine and I said I didn't want it. So they're injecting her with something that she doesn't know and it's all on video. Um, and this is a black woman. So, I mean, cra- it's crazy, man. Like, these are the people that are supposed to be helped. They're supposed to be helped. Yeah. Right. They're supposed to-, to- they're supposed to listen to you uh, if, if, if you are hurting or if you don't want it or if you decline something, they're supposed to Adhere that and they're they're right. not that's yeah. a video of them not doing
1: that you know now that we're on the subject of medicine i mean we can this is something that i've you know the other thing that i've kind of been thinking of is um just mental health and i know we're gonna we're gonna bring a mental health professional to have like a more robust conversation about this but are you guys um kind of dealing with you know like you know we've we talk about racism all the time we're talking about covid all the time we're talking about the pandemic we're talking about you know money, we're talking we're talking about these sort of conversations that uh, you know, at some point they feel like they're just weighing on you. Right. So mm-hmm. how are you guys kinda of dealing with this time period right now, um, where we are still kind of stuck in the house, where, you know, we, we're we're still watching the news and, you know, Brianna Taylor's killers still aren't, you know, nothing's happened with them. Like how are you how are you guys handling this mental space? How are you kind of coping? How are you dealing with it, et cetera, et cetera?
2: I'm not gonna lie, it was it was really rough for me at the beginning because I think for, at the very beginning of, you know, the the COVID period or the quarantine period, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a low-key COVID denier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and not that I didn't think it was a real thing, I just didn't think it was that, not that I, I didn't think it was serious, or I just felt like, you know, it can't be that serious, you know, it can't conspiracy be. Conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I, not, no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, like I said, but I just, I still felt like, oh, it sounds like, you know, the flu to me. And we right. don't close schools for the flu. We don't close the offices for the flu. So why is everybody tripping? Like right. You'll have a fever. You'll be down for a week, but you'll be fine. But then it became clear as I started to do more research that, <laughs> no, this is a very serious virus and not like the flu. I think in our group chat, we had a whole argument about.
1: I <laughs> well, think that was like the, our last blow up was about.
2: It uh, was. Like about.
0: Okay. Yeah. First of
2: all, Gene, don't say yeah, because you were with me.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You're right.
1: <laughs> but
2: but yes. Yeah, I, so, I got the transcript. Um uh that will not be shared. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> nobody, should, nobody should ask for that. Um, but yeah, so I think I am a very um I'm a very extroverted person and being in the house at the beginning of lockdown here in Austin when everything was absolutely closed and you really could only get delivery, I was really struggling. I mean right. Just not being able to see people, not not being able to hang out with people and just chill was really hard for me. Um, but I'm really into therapy. I think that it's really important. I think that it's useful for anyone. You don't need to be. You mean you don't need to have a classified or diagnosed me- mental illness to see a therapist. So I have a therapist. I've been seeing her for probably two years now, um, and I just. And I haven't, I usually don't see her weekly. I usually talk to her about once a month, or if I know there's about to be like maybe some stress because of certain work or some situations in my life or decisions I need to make and I want to talk it through with someone, I usually make an appointment. But I was having weekly sessions with her once we started quarantine um, because I, don't think about or the hardest thing for me in quarantine was all the things that you normally don't give yourself the space to think about and for me racism oppression is one of them I don't like to spend a lot of time dwelling on the experiences that I've had or the experiences of people around me necessarily because it is painful and right. you can be in a situation where you feel like there's nothing that you can do like, you can get involved. You can be an activist. You can post whatever you want to post on your social media, but the world is the way that it is until it's not like that. Right. Um, and that's something that when you're busy and when you're out, you can you can kind of distract yourself from those things. But when I was in quarantine, I really couldn't hide from those, those things, those uncomfortable feelings. Um, and so it was really hard for me. And I spent time talking through things with my therapist and kind of taking it really just, day by day and giving myself something or finding something in the day to uh to be thankful for, to to have gratitude about, whatever I could find. I think those things kind of grounded me through those initial couple of weeks where I finally got into the rhythm, into the routine. And right. then then I was okay after that.
1: And now you're going to Mexico.
2: And now I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Just I haven't I haven't booked anything. I haven't booked anything. I haven't booked anything. My birthday's coming up in September though. And uh same day as Beyonce, Uh, uh, my birthday's coming up and I usually, I'm really big into birthdays. I usually celebrate and now I'm like, I can't, I can't leave um, Al Gore's America. (laughs)
1: <laughs> first of all the, the u.s passport is very useless right now so you, you you have like seven places you can go Man, bro you see, exactly. you see the congress people are begging uh canada to let them Okay, <laughs>
2: can uh, listen you can only go to mexico i think you can go to jamaica still i still have my at this point, my green passport, my Nigerian passport might open more doors for me than my yeah, blue U.S. Right. passport, right. which who would have ever thought that would be the case? Man,
0: never. Oh I, don't never. Like show, I don't even like showing that thing in Nigeria, man. <laughs> That's how you know how bad it, it can't,
2: is. Your Nigerian passport can't even get you to Nigeria. Nah.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought all them stories about the about the Nigerian uh, custom controls was was a lie, bro. But all y'all tell the same story.
0: Listen, nah. so you gotta blue... grease a
2: gotta grease a few palms though. If you show that blue passport, they're yeah. they're asking you to do Christmas for them. They'll yeah. be like, "Hey, do Christmas for me." Excuse me, I'm not Santa. Yeah. <laughs> to <It's> me.
1: <laughs> oh man, that uh yeah, that blue passport is very worthless right now. So yeah, uh, you got to go to Colorado, like Gene.
2: <laughs> I might I might have to drive. I hate driving, but I might have to try something different. Sorry,
0: try something different. Well, what new. about you guys?
2: How's a, how's a quarantine? How have you been coping with that?
0: Gene? So for me and my wife, uh, it's been... My wife. Uh, yeah, man, my wife. <laughs> it's been a little different because, I mean, she's a frontline staff. She's a nurse. And when they stopped doing uh, elective surgeries because she works in the heart and spine unit, uh, the ICU. They were the pretty much the first. They were to go to COVID uh, nurses because they had got rid of all the travel nurses. They didn't want to pay them anymore. They just used their own staff, wouldn't paying them any extra to to in these harsh conditions. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we were very very cautious uh, when she was seeing COVID patients. She would she would bring a whole different change of clothes. Like she wouldn't even come come home with the same stuff she wore because I mean you didn't know how right. it was. Uh, I remember my mom, she gave us some, some Detal soap. If anybody, any Nigerians know what Detal <laughs> is, she gave us a whole box of that joint. She was like, yeah, make It'll sure. it kill
2: anything yeah. on your body.
0: <laughs> yeah. Make sure you wash yourself well, well with this one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, um, you know, just, we were, it was hard, uh, cause I mean, she was working, um, uh, like four or five times a week. And when she usually works three, maybe four, she's working four to five because with COVID patients, once you get vented or, or you're on ECMO where you need assisted breathing, like you're, you're almost on your last, like that's your last resort. So right. if you know you're on that, then, uh, it's, it's not too good. And she's ECMO certified. So she would, with ECMO patients, you would just sit there in the room and watch watch the machine for 12 hours. Can't She can't leave the room, so she can't go. So her drinking water or getting something to eat was pretty much non-existent because what's it look like you going in and out of a room that's right. contaminated with COVID and you try to go eat something and you only have PPE. PPE. You can only change out your uh, gown or your gloves like once or twice a shift at, during that time. They even have a, a suitable amount. So <laughs> so you can imagine you're working 12-hour shifts and you can't eat or drink. You can't leave the room.
2: Is this a medieval? Uh, what is this? The medieval times, like so
0: But if you go, if you bro, talk, you, people sh- they're gonna tell you the same thing. Like they couldn't leave because yeah, the hospital rationing s- rationing supplies. You would think that's that wow, man. Yeah, in, yeah. America. in America, in America, in America, yeah. bro. So man. I mean, that was a venture going through that. Uh, right now, she's not seeing any COVID patients, but I mean, that's about to probably start start up probably this week again. Uh, so
2: basically
0: you already had covid, is what you saying? I mean, I mean I been t- we got tested, we did yeah. came out negative, so I might have had I might have it right now, <laughs> who knows. Yeah. These tests, right. you can't believe these tests. Uh but mentally, I mean it wasn't too bad for me cuz I'm more I mean I don't mind being by myself. I think for her is it's it's been hard because she's a, she's family oriented. So all her sisters except for one are here. So she's always seeing her nephew, she's always seeing her sisters like in person, so for her to not be able to uh, because she she was working with COVID patients, they were being very careful. It was, it was hard for her. I know there was a point, there was a breaking point for me because, like Toyin was saying, you just sitting in your house all day. At, at the beginning, you're watching news, and all you're seeing is is all this rage, black rage of police brutality. We talked about black women, but as black men, when you keep seeing the images of of you being slain, that weighs that like that weighs on you because you feel like you have a responsibility. And right. I, I reached a breaking point probably in May, like me and my wife, we had got an argument over something. Like it wasn't even like that serious, but I just ended up breaking down crying because everything that you've been like hearing and seeing, like yeah. you just felt so helpless. And right. I can't even tell you the last time I cried, like even when we got married, I didn't even cry, but like, but this is something that's been like, like a, a hold of me. I felt like it's just been on my back and I never really exp- like talked it out to her. It wasn't until that moment after I cried where I talked about, like, how I really felt about what was right. going on. And I think from that, I've been able to expound my energy towards something that for, a, I mean, hopefully for a great good, which is for us to have equal rights. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, just talking to, like, friends more, just make sure they're doing all right. Because, I mean, like we talked about, like, we didn't believe in terms of the numbers, getting a hold of people, even though I have a, a whole life that's working in a unit. Um, (laughs) at first I didn't I didn't want to believe that the kill rate but I knew it was serious I just didn't think it was that serious so just to emphasize like people should take it serious no matter what you think about or anything like that the numbers are real I work in the hospital so I work at IT in the hospital I see our COVID numbers every day that's just growing every day so just know this shit is real but yeah that's real
1: man that's real I guess I'll, I'll wrap it up then um i kind of uh it, w- it was weird like in march like my biggest regret was was not like dumping more money into the stock market man uh oh, and, or or moving stuff into cash and stuff like that so like the first month was just all like financial mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. like i was just like damn look at all this red She's yeah. be buying up all these stuff yeah. you know? i remember, I remember um, in our
0: group chat we were talking about this with,
1: yeah we're talking about that and so you know, kind of going through that. And then, you know, come April, I was kind of getting better on on on, on from the investing side and, and things were, were working out a little bit more in my favor. You know, I'm, I'm a big family person, but we don't see each other all the time. Like my family's scattered all over the country, mm-hmm. but we always make it a point like once or twice a year, we get together and it's something really big, right? So the last time that we were with each other was uh, my birthday weekend and we're supposed to get back together uh, in April. And then for my nephew's second birthday in in June and just like all these things, we had some weddings that were happening in July and all these things. And it was just like looking at the calendar and it's like, well, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's not happening. Like we're supposed to be uh, in uh, Atlanta this weekend. Yeah. Right. And it's just going through the calendar. It's like, oh, yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. And then that's when you're just like, ah, shit, man. Like. This is like they should never have solitary confinement in prisons. Period. It's
2: like, I do not understand how human, human beings being are not
1: meant to do in that. solitary.
2: And I have a uh, I have a roommate and I felt like I was in a straitjacket. Okay.
1: But, like it's crazy. It really is, you know. Um, but you know, just just like you guys are like kind of how how do I put this? Like i spent more time with like having deeper conversations with fewer people. Yeah. You know? You know, whereas like in the past, you know, like we just have a whole lot of casual friends and people that you can grab a drink with and, and kick it with. But, you know, that's the extent of the relationship, which is cool, uh, but you can't cultivate those in, in this time, right? Like your turn-up friend isn't isn't there He's now, loose. right? Like okay. there's a very, yeah.
2: very
0: useless, <laughs> very useless.
2: <laughs> I, I, I just want to say that I'm somebody's turn-up friend. <laughs> I, 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 I'm many people's turn-up friend. <laughs>
1: And I'm sure I'm a lot of people starting up friends, too, but now it's just like, you know, being able to kind of like dig in a little bit deeper into some of my like, you know, the really valued relationships. I think that's been a positive. Saving money has been a positive. Um, but but yeah, um, I, I've, I've, I've had to compartmentalize, right? Like when the George Floyd thing happened, kind of similar to you, uh, my, my moment happened with when I was watching the Chappelle special. It was like in the middle of the night, bro, like two o'clock in the morning. I'm watching that. I'm just like, bro, why do they hate us? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Why do they hate us? For what? You know, Black people, we the most docile. Like, respect, <laughs> bro. Like, why, why would they hate us? Uh, and so, like, kind of like trying to, you know, have that on. And then, you know, I was going into the office like once or twice a week and like kind of just being like, Oh shit, is somebody going to come and talk to me about this? Like somebody gonna, you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, those, yeah, navigate those. Yeah, have to navigate those, those spaces, and it's yeah. like you know, there's like two people at work that I have no problem kind of you know talking to about stuff like this. But you know, sometimes you just really don't want to to talk, right? Yeah. And it's like, and so that was say? like, no, nah, look, man, like <laughs> this is a whole other conversation about the workplace and oh, being yeah. black. But some, so, sometimes I feel like I have like a not a responsibility, but I do enjoy like having a conversation with someone who's genuine when they're coming at me wanting to know something or wanting to get my take on something you know um you know as long as it's not like something you know stupid you know like I, you you know the stupid shit that, yeah. that people be asking but you know if you're asking about you know you know like what 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 do you guys want to come out of these protests i think that's a great conversation starter of a, of a, a conversation, you know? Yeah. And so stuff like that, I have no problem talking because I think it's important, right? So you don't want to talk to people right.
2: saying, well, but why are they looting?
1: Yeah, right. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not interested <laughs> but in why that. Why
2: are they burning down their own uh, neighborhood?
1: Man, uh, what about black on another. black crime? There's like five <laughs> topics that I don't even address anymore. Man. What about black on black crime? All lives matter at this point. If you don't know, you don't want to know. So, whatever, yeah. but all yeah. the other stuff, like the stuff that's a little bit further, like, I can kind of feel like you have Black people's interests at heart, or, like, equality at heart, or learning at heart, then we can have that conversation and I'll share my take with you. Otherwise, just subscribe to the pod, and then you'll get <laughs> all my takes. <laughs> that, you know,
2: that is the easiest way for you to get my views and not <laughs> like, <to> that's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, yeah, you? I mean, so, I don't know, uh, I know we had a whole other plan of things to talk about, but we kind of went off course, and I love it. Um, I think this is a good place to wrap it up.
0: Yeah. Uh, and um, any, uh,
1: any, any closing thoughts?
0: Stay safe uh, within your entanglements, man. Make sure the the other party don't go out and start talking.